0: 702. The political desk. All right. The political story you can't ignore it has to be what the president told us yesterday, moving the country to level three. Now, somebody who's been writing and making observations about how government has handled the lockdown is uh, the University of KZN's political analyst, Lukan Amguni, who joins us now on the line. Always a pleasure to chat to you. Good morning.
1: Good morning, Bongani, and good morning to your listeners.
0: All right. um, Firstly, um, I'm going to throw this one at you uh, because I think it bears uh, some relevance to the whole conversation of how lockdown and this pandemic is being handled by government. Let's look back on the last year, uh, because, of course, it was on this day in 2019 that uh, Sir Ramaphosa was inaugurated as the president of the republic. Overall, has it been a good year or a bad one?
1: I think... um he, too, would look back and think, what a roller coaster of a ride. When the year <laughs> yeah. began, um, he didn't foresee that he would be handling what he had to declare a stage of national disaster. And, of course, he was more focused on trying to be on demand, particularly with some of the key inputs or pillars of the economy, because our economy has been ailing and continuously doing so under his watch, um, of course we know that the 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 reasons come from uh, predecessors that he's inherited a a legacy that is mounted with corruption, inefficiency in the state, maladministration, and all of that. So we're still hoping for him to do that cleanup job, particularly with the SOEs, uh, look at how to jumpstart the economy, particularly for issues of job creation and so on. And now he spent a lot of time, if you remember, from 2018 to now trying to avert a downgrade, and we finally got that downgrade. So it's really been quite a difficult year for him, I would say, Bongani
0: roller coaster indeed right let's speed things up then to last night um i mean at the start of this thing 60 days ago people's reaction was that uh, this was very much what needed to be done uh, since then there've been some good moments but there've also been some bizarre decisions haven't there
1: no there have been bizarre decisions there has been a bit of a slow response to certain important things One of that slow response, which has influenced a lot of how people have now been agitating for the reopening of the economy, is the is is the the lethargy with which uh, social relief has been implemented. You you saw Sasa saying that they've just done a dry run of payments and they paid ten people from uh, from over three million people that applied <laughs> Just, on friday last weekend this was announced in april bongani I mean, so what have people been eating if you acknowledge that uh, there is a serious case of poverty and unemployment in south africa your social relief response should have been at the top of your mind to create an incentive for people to stay at home and so that yeah. the lockdown can be a success and this is why everybody has now hijacked the narrative of poor people today The poor need to make money, the poor need to eat, and they cannot die from poverty while we still are trying to run away from COVID-19.
0: Well, here's the thing. I mean, there's this false debate about lives versus livelihoods. A lot of people are concerned about saving lives, but one would question whether uh, those people are equally concerned about the quality of those lives
1: well i mean some of the people who are proponents of this saving lives and livelihoods debate are the same people who have defended and exacerbated uh, an economy that is uh, exclusively for some and 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 locks out majority of our people uh, an economy that has uh, persistently seen unemployment uh, not going down so it is quite a bit of you know, hijacked narratives to try and make a point to pressure government because the message resonates with majority of the people. Even this economy we want opened up, we don't know its health status, Bungami. In fact, we will find out once we have opened. There are companies that once they've opened, they'll realize that their overheads are so high, uh, particularly because of how they now need to implement health yep. protocols. We yep. saw this in the mining industry when they were given a a, a, a serious health and safety uh, act to implement, they started finding it very costly because now their input costs were increasing because they're now made to uh, adhere to these uh, protocols on health and safety. Now that's going to happen to some industries, and you'll find that some companies will actually open, and then in the next month or two they'll have to retrench and will have to fold. So we don't even know the health status of the economy that we are going back to. And it might just be that we are rushing to open in a state where we are still going to experience a peak in infections, which is still going to probably lead. I mean, if you see a mine now reported in Bonang with over 120 cases that have been reported. And yeah. that's only from four days of testing. There are still some other tests awaited. You'll find that that mine, which is now a cluster, of infections has to close down. So you'll have these episodes where companies will have to close down and it might just be that... We are a bit premature in that
0: area. Yeah, look on. I mean, you talk about healthy. Uh, you talk about health and safety. There's also the issue of transportation, which is another added input cost. But let's talk now about uh, the role of the opposition in this crisis, and I'll focus mainly on the two big uh, opposition parties: the DA and the EFF. Uh, the DA has been fairly noisy, and the EFF, uh, really, the opposite. How have uh, they fared? How do you rate them?
1: Look, um, they still have to continue looking after their political base. As you are saying, 60 days ago, there was a bit of goodwill from everybody. There was quite consensus. We support government. Even the DA was in support of of the lockdown. But when the constituency of the DA started being peeved with some of the decisions that were taken by government, and you will know, Wongani, this started off with the cigarette episode. I think that's when all hell broke loose. And the president said the cigarette ban would be lifted, and then uh, within a few days, it uh, wasn't. Yeah, the ban wasn't lifted. I think that really was a turning point uh, in, in, in 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 the whole conversation around the lockdown, and then of course issues of the economy. And you'll know who is the core constituency of the DA. A number of the other people that are calling for the reopening of the economy, other people were peeved by the, the the turnaround in the decision on cigarettes, and of course the DA. Being a free market-oriented uh, uh, organization, yeah. will agitate for the opening up of the economy and people to go back and make money much more. The EFF, on the other hand, has tried to uh, be as supportive as possible. They've donated six million rand to the Solidarity Fund. They are, they are the biggest, one of the biggest donors in terms of deductions from salaries of of of, of their of their members uh, who are club representatives. And and, and they've really tried to, you know, keep going with book clubs and this and that uh, for visibility, But and, and they've been opposing some of these uh, proposals such as the unbanning of cigarettes and, and, and the quick-easing of the economy. But I did see them make an important intervention about two weeks ago calling for some way to reopen Parliament so that you create greater oversight on the work of the executive. And, and there has been a debate that maybe oversight is not being exercised as much as it should have been. There were attempts by the opposition to try and call, for, I think it was the DA trying to call for a special COVID oversight yeah. committee and that was turned, out, uh, turned down by the Speaker of the National Assembly. So I think, yes, uh, this crisis does put them a bit on the back foot, but it's not time to politic. So where they feel there's genuine concern, they, they should call that okay. out, but I don't think they should be expected to politic unnecessarily during this period.
0: Econom Gwini, political analyst at the University of KwaZulu-Natal. That's where we will leave it.